Today on episode number 631 of the School of Podcasting, I'm back after spending a week in Nashville, and I'm going to share a story about how I had to go buy shoes and how the lessons of buying shoes can be applied to your podcast intro. And I've got a cool new use of transcribing your podcast, and it has nothing to do with SEO. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your Hall of Fame award-winning personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. We're going to talk about that a lot today. I help you tackle the technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and get you on the road to not just podcasting, but podcasting right. The website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code Listener, that's L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Or if you want, you can actually buy any of the 16 courses out there a la carte. And what I'm going to talk about today, today's show is going to be probably a little shorter. I always say that than it never is. But I just got back from almost spending a whole week in Nashville. My buddy Sheila Waisaki has the new show without warning. This is a true crime podcast You've actually heard about this case on 2020. There was another crime show that it was on. And so what's interesting is she started this show and she had eight episodes in the can and pretty much had to pitch them because just launching the first kind of promo and some other things, she started getting new insights into her case, which is why she started it. So that was on Saturday, Wednesday night. I went to the Nashville podcasters meetup, man. That's a good group. If you're in Nashville, Check that out. I guess they meet. uh, It's like once a month, I believe, on a Wednesday. Really cool. And it just so happened that Nashville podcasters went on Wednesday and this uh, launch party was on Saturday. So I was like, hey, I can kill two birds in uh, one stone. And so, uh, but but here's the thing I want to talk about. I looked at hotels because this was an event. This wasn't something where I work for Libsyn, if you're new to the show, And a lot of times if I go places, they'll play for it. Well, this was a case where I was paying for it. And uh, so I was looking at cheap hotels and I started to see reviews on hotels.com with words like bed bugs, drug deals, cockroaches. And it made me just a little nervous. And I thought about, you know, worst case scenario, what happens if I get like bed bugs in my luggage and I bring them home? And then, you know, you start just going into the worst case scenario And I think sometimes we do that with our podcast. You know, what if I look stupid? What if somebody gives me a bad review? What if nobody listens? Whatever the the scenario is. And uh, I always say, but what if it goes right? What if it goes right? And so I met some great people in Nashville. I strengthened some of my relationships. I was actually interviewed on the big podcast by David Hooper. And it turns out just by chance that I ended up staying at the Ramada Hotel that I stayed at the last time I was in Franklin, Tennessee. And there were no cockroaches. There were no bed bugs. Uh, not the, you know, this was not a five-star hotel by any means, but it wasn't bad. And by the time I left, more people knew who I was, more people knew what I do, and more people knew how to contact me if they wanted to start a podcast. And that's really what I was going for. And I also just, here's the other thing. The other reason I did it, because I can I can work from anywhere where there is Wi-Fi and I've never done that. So I wanted to put that to the test and I learned some things that if I'm really going to do that, I probably need a better laptop and some other things. But 
we always worry about what could go wrong. We never think about what happens if it goes right. So here's some things that I learned from going to Nashville this week. Number one, if you get a bunch of private investigators together, they're just as talkative as podcasters. Now, why is that? Well, because like podcasters, the only people who understand what it's like to be a private investigator are other private investigators. So when we go to things like Podcast Movement or PodFest or DC PodFest or any of the other events, you get podcasters together, you can't shut us up because we're around our peeps. The other thing I learned is my comfort zone is officially seven hours in a car. But yet on the way home, I was excited about getting home. I actually drove straight through, got home at three in the morning last night, which is why the show is going to be a little short today because I'm just flat out pooped. But one thing I did learn, and we're going to talk about this in a, a bit, I met, this, I met this guy named Chad Michael. He actually did a presentation at the Nashville Podcasters. And I've talked about Temi in the past. Kevin! Yes, and uh, it's a running gag, but we're going to keep it going. And there's also Rev.com. Temi is the, uh, this is kind of the robot version of Rev. And he said what he does. Now, this is for a story podcast. In fact, there's actually an event coming to Nashville. You go to Story 2018, all about storytelling. And they have a podcast about storytelling. And I'm going to play you a clip from that in just a bit. But he said what they do is they, they get an interview and they transcribe it, not for the SEO, Google juice, all that stuff that we talked about in previous episodes, but for editing. Like they can read the transcript and go, oh yeah, that's got to go. That's got to go. So they highlight those things. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting because there are tools out there now like Descript and a, a couple other ones that you can actually delete the text from the, well, you can delete the words from the text and it will delete it from the audio. But I thought that was interesting and uh, just a kind of a big, you know, 10,000 foot overview to boost your editing is to have it transcribed. Uh, for me, I'm still the whole transcription thing for me. Remember, transcripts or Google likes websites that are easy to read and bring value. And I'm still not 100 percent sold on transcripts. The other thing I saw is more and more people are assembling teams to create a podcast. and. Not that that's wrong. I just want to make sure people know there is an alternative. And I think some of this is people following guidelines based on their environment. And again, I'm not saying this is wrong. I just think everybody thinks this is how you do it. Because what's in Nashville? Well, it's Music City. And so about every three blocks, we're in Ohio, about every three blocks, we have a Walgreens or a CVS in Nashville, about every three to five blocks, you have a music studio, like a flat out major recording studio. I actually went and uh, visited Danny Osmond of Emerald City Productions. It's an amazing studio that he has there. And so I think because people are in this environment that they feel you have to go to a professional studio to record your podcast. And I'm here to let you know, right now I'm in my spare bedroom. I, you don't need to be in a professional studio to record a podcast. And they're like, oh, I need to get a producer. You don't really need a producer because all you have to do is press record. And when you're done, you can press stop. I've, I've said this before, but you have the skills already to podcast. If you can upload a picture to Facebook, you can upload a media file to Libsyn or whoever your media host is. If you've ever been in the car and 
the phone rings while your jam is on and you turn down the radio so you can hear the phone, you understand audio mixing. And if you've ever pressed stop and record on a VCR or cassette deck, if you remember those or whatever, you can press stop and record on Audacity. And so, but I thought it was interesting because everybody in that environment was like, yep, I got to get my producer and my editor and my team. And I'm like, and that's great. There are, are people that are hiring teams and that's why people are, you know, attending things like podcast engineering school. If you've heard me talk about this, look at the calendar. It's even closer than it was last week. The next semester starts September 18th and it runs through October 30th. These are live classes with a live instructor, Chris Curran, who brings his awesome experience from the music industry, speaking of the music industry. And Chris is teaching you how to be an engineer and these two hour classes, there's tons of information in them. It was the one thing I was kind of bummed is my trip stopped me from being there live, but they're recorded. So I get to watch it a little later. And so it's live interactive online training. You also get two mentoring sessions with Chris, one before you start. And then once kind of as it's going on, there are major, and I mean, major discounts on software and plugins. You get lifetime access to the podcast engineering school closed community. You actually get a certificate of completion and uh, check it out. Podcast engineering school com. I'm actually going through the class myself. A lot of great stuff. And I actually know Sandy. I met Sandy in Nashville. She signed up for the class because why? She likes editing. Some people hate editing. Sandy's like, I love this stuff. And if I can make money at it, well, why not do that? And I'm here to say uh, there are people, like I said, in Nashville, they're just like, nope, I'm going to outsource all this stuff. I'm going to assemble a team. So I'm not saying that's wrong. I just want people to know you, you don't need a team to get a podcast off the ground. You might want one later when you get going, but uh, if you want to check that out again, uh, check out Chris over at podcastengineeringschool.com. Again, the next semester starts September 18th, and the sooner you sign up, the cheaper the price. And Chris, thank you so much for sponsoring the schoolofpodcasting.com. Hey, don't uh, forget the question of the month is, and it's super simple. Have you ever gone to a podcast event of any size, any sort? Was it worth it? If you mean like, what do you mean? How was it? No, just was it worth it? You went to one. Was it worth it? Or I guess you could look at it. Would, would you go again? I guess because if it wasn't worth it, you wouldn't go back. I need that answer. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I need that by the 24th of August. And if you're going to email, if you're going to record something and email it to me, please put August question in the subject line. My email is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. And as always, don't forget to pimp your website and your podcast. Really? A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. I want to share a story here, and then we're going to listen to some clips I was so excited to go to podcast movement. I had that whole hall of fame thing going on and I was checking my list and, you know, but I was also kind of in a hurry to get out the door and to make a long story short, halfway through the, the seven hour drive to Philadelphia, I realized I had forgotten my dress shoes and I was like, oh, well, uh, I can't drive back home and then drive back. No, that's not going to work. So I stopped. I just asked, and how cool is this that you could just ask your phone, Hey, where's the nearest Walmart? Because where there's Walmart, there's civilization. And so I found Walmart and right next door was a shoe store. 
some sort of men's clothing, everybody clothing store. And uh, I stopped in and bought a pair. Now, there are all sorts of dress shoes when you think about it. There are different colors. There's different materials. There's different heels. There are different soles. Some are shiny. Some have textures. But in the end, what do you need shoes for again? Well, they need to protect your feet and they need to provide comfort with your feet. And right now, I would like to salute all the women who wear heels. I understand that you do that for us as men. I am here to say I deeply appreciate it. And uh, I, I realized that a, a high heel shoe does neither of those. It does not protect your feet, maybe the bottoms a little bit, and they are not comfortable. And yet you do that. And uh, I thank you for that. But uh, if you think about it, if the sole purpose, no pun intended, get it? Sole purpose. Woo! Okay. Of a shoe is to protect your feet and to provide comfort then it doesn't really matter what they look like, does it? I mean, I'm sure, you know, it doesn't matter what the texture is, but that's where fashion is what dictates uh, those kind of guidelines and things like that. But you don't really need to have white shoes, right? You could probably get by with another shade or something like that. But a lot of those things are wants. So for me, and I swear I'm going to get to this to podcasting in just a, a second. For me, I needed a black pair that didn't pinch my feet and let my feet breathe. And I had a soul that wasn't going to have me sliding all over the place. And I looked around and found a few different pairs of shoes that fit the criteria. And then I, I bought the pair that fit my budget. And I could have looked a lot longer. There were a lot more rows and stuff like that. But number one, I was kind of in a hurry. And, and number two, I was like, look, I just need something that's black. It's going to cover my feet and not, you know, go that whole route. So I, I found the shoes that fit found the shoes that I needed. I moved on and I continued to Philadelphia. Now, sometimes you just got to decide if you're not sure and you put on the shoes and go. Usually on that first day, your foot kind of needs to get used to the shoe or vice versa. But over time, the shoe adapts to the foot and all is well. Jeff Brown is going to be coming on the show. I was kind of bummed I didn't get to connect with Jeff. The one night I'd said something. He's like, oh man, you're like 16 minutes from my house. And I was like, oh, I kind of missed it. But he's such a great guy. He does the read the lead show. He's going to be coming on because we did a session at Podcast Movement. We're going to kind of recreate that here. But we kind of share the opinion that, and if you ever listen to the Podcast Rodeo Show at podcastrodeoshow.com, where I critique the opening of your show, I think people should know what the show is about. I think they should know what the episode is about. Uh, I think... If you can, let them know why they should listen to you. And then, I don't know, get to the content. And so Jeff and I are going to dig into that deeper. But what I wanted to do is play some samples. I went out and found some shows. And we're just going to listen to like the first two minutes or so. And I'm just here to show you that in the end, in the same way that you can have a bunch of different shades, a bunch of different styles, in the end, shoes are shoes, and in the end, an intro is an intro, and please do not let it hold you up from starting your podcast. Here's Oprah. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Maya Angelou has been a writer, dancer, singer, 
artist, professor, director, and activist. She's traveled the world, speaks seven languages, and is one of the world's greatest poets. But to me, she's my mother's sister friend, as I call her, the woman I've looked to for strength and inspiration for more than 35 years now. Maya Angelou was born in St. Louis in 1928. By the time she was seven, she'd already suffered a life-changing event. She was raped by her mother's boyfriend. Maya told her family what had happened, and when the man was later found murdered, she believed, in her seven-year-old mind, that it was all her fault. Convinced that her words had the power to kill, young Maya didn't speak another word for several years, retreating into a private world, populated with books and poetry. In fact, it was poetry that helped her find her voice again, as she learned from one of her teachers that great poetry must be spoken. And speak she did. Maya grew into a confident and accomplished force of nature. As an adult, she became a fierce civil rights activist, working closely with both Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Her seminal autobiography, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, published to international acclaim, was named by Time magazine to be one of the 100 best nonfiction books of all time. And she just finished her latest piece of work and inspiration, sharing some of the deepest personal stories of her life in Mom and Me and Mom. She's given motherly advice to millions and is certainly, as I've said many times, like a mother to me. Well, we've known each other for so long now. I I actually do feel like your daughter. You are my daughter. I am your daughter. Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right. So Oprah brings on somebody who she feels is like her mom. And her goal is to get you deeper connected in being more present. You got that from the intro. Now, it doesn't have to be that lengthy. Doesn't it? it can be, check this out. This is one of my favorite shows. It's called The New Media Show. Here's their intro. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The New Media Show. And I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Todd. It's great to be back. Um, fun times with some technical issues, which sometimes, you know, when you go live, it's uh, not everything works just right, as we found many times on this show. But there you go. No big music, no big intro, just Todd Cochran. Welcome to the new media show. He, inter- he introduces Rob Greenley, and they get right to it. And then in this case, they brought on Rob Walsh. So it doesn't have to be high produced. Here's another one. This is Build a Big Podcast. I'm David Hooper, back in Nashville after six days in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Again, doesn't have to be big music. In his case, he feels big podcast is enough to let you know what the show's about. And then he starts right into the story. And we'll get into that in a second. Like, do I need to explain what's on the episode? But here's another one. This is, let's go to This American Life. This is one of the top downloaded podcasts since forever. And to be honest with you, I've never listened to this show. So let's uh, let's take a couple minutes and listen to This American Life. Now, this is from NPR. Probably going to be a little more storytelling. Probably a little uh, a little more consistent. I'm in the office of Dr. L.J. Drakovich, who examines dead bodies for the police in Pontiac, Michigan. And he's running through this carousel of slides, all of the murder victims. They're close-ups of body parts. To say, as you just like flip through these things, this is the yeah. grisliest slideshow I've ever seen. It's just like every slide is some... is another story, yes. Every crime scene is a story of its own, is a novel, and it opens up in every direction. To illustrate, he tells me this story. 
Back when he worked in the Wayne County Coroner's Office in Detroit, there was a young woman. The story, by the way, probably is not suitable for younger children. Okay, anyway, there's this young woman. She apparently killed herself by taking her boyfriend's gun, putting it in her mouth, and firing. All right, and to be honest there, I actually took out two minutes of ads at the beginning of their show. But here again, they have kind of a sound scene tour with the uh, projector in the background. They've got the story, and boom, somebody's blowing their head off. And that's a horrible way to start a show, but it does grab your attention, and you know exactly what you're getting into. And just to show you that you don't have to have a team of 16 to grab your attention, this is from a show called What Did That Feel Like? where Scott Johnson interviews people with just some really bizarre stories. And well, here, let me play the clip and see if you get sucked in. Welcome to What Was That Like? I'm your host, Scott Johnson. This is a show where we talk to regular people, people just like you or just like me, who have found themselves in an extremely unusual situation. We'll hear their stories and get inside their head because we all want to know, what was that like? More information about each episode at whatwasthatlike.com. Here we go. Today we're talking with Luke. Luke remembers that day in January of 2016 pretty vividly. He was 23 years old, recently graduated from college with a degree in engineering, had his whole life ahead of him. On that particular day, he was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and he went into a Subway fast food restaurant and bought a couple bottles of water. He was feeling very sick, and he knew exactly why he was sick, and it wasn't food poisoning. He knew that the awful feeling in his gut was because a little rubber packet had burst inside his stomach and some very high-quality cocaine was now flooding into his insides. And so the last clip I have is the one I heard at the Nashville Podcasters Meetup. Uh, Chad Michael is the guy behind it. The podcast is called Story Podcast. And you'll hear what they call the hero clip. And this is a quick quote that you pull from the interview. And then instead of going into, hey, it's episode number 26 of the story podcast, they have a little bit of music come in to bridge the gap from the hero quote to the actual host doing a little bit. And it's not, hey, welcome to number 27 of the hero, because it's not a high energy kind of thing. It's a different style. And so he kind of bridges the gap between the actual intro, which has music and has multiple clips of speakers in it. So he bridges the gap and the music bridges the gap. To him, So here's a little clip of that. As a filmmaker, you know, for me, when I come down to make anything, whether it's a book or a movie or a show, it's really narcissistic in terms of what do I want to see? What do I want to hear? What do I want to feel? And I, and I create everything from that space. So it's pretty selfish, but like, but, but really, you know, fun in, in, in the sense that like if I walked into this theater, movie theater, show, whatever, and the curtain opened, what would I want to see? Then that's what I'm going to create. Where do you start when it comes to creating something? Do you start with a need? Is it your job? Or do you create something simply because it's something that you want to see in the world? 
We tackle those questions and so much more this week on The Story Podcast. While story invites us to ask powerful questions, your life and your story are shaped by the questions you ask. Where is your curiosity pointing? What is the story that you ache to tell? The only way to become a better storyteller is by telling more stories. To be a writer, we have to sit down and we have to do the work and we don't get up until it's finished. Your greatest work may not be seen by millions of people. Keep making anyway. Rise up, artists. Your canvas is the consciousness of this generation. The only hope we have are the stories we tell. Stories not bound by what is possible. We are proud to be storytellers. During some recent time in sunny Southern California, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Jason Russell. And what I really like that Chad said, I was really glad he said this, is that intro, that style works for his show. And it's a, for me, when I listen to NPR style shows, it's just a much slower pace, a lot of dramatic pausing. Nobody's in a hurry. That is not my style. I'm thinking you're in a hurry. You need information and you need it now. And so he said, this isn't for everybody, but here's the thing. Cause I was thinking, well, how's that going to work for a comedy show? There actually is a comedy show that was done in an NPR fashion. Let me play you a clip from this. I was starting to get to know Bluff Springs, but I still wanted to get to know Haley. So after I checked into my hotel and sent the OPR interns to pitch their tents on the side of the road, I went to talk to Haley's parents. This episode of A Very Fatal Murder is brought to you by Complete Meal. Complete Meal delivers perfectly portioned fresh ingredients to your home, along with professional chefs to cook them, spoon them into your mouth, and move your jaw in a grinding motion. No more guesswork and stress when it comes to making, eating, and digesting dinner. Complete Meal chefs will even let you know when it's time to say, mmm, good, and I'm full. Complete Meal. And that is from A Very Fatal Murder from The Onion. If you haven't listened to that, as you just heard, the commercials are hilarious. And my point of playing all these is... Don't overthink these. There are no rules and you can always change it later. And I was talking to some people in Nashville this week and I said, look, there's nothing you can do about this that when you get to episode 10, you're going to be better than you were at episode one. Now, that does not mean episode one is horrible, by the way. I know the first episode of this podcast is your first podcast always stinks, I should rename that to your first podcast is never as good as your 10th podcast. But for now, it's your first podcast always stinks. So I hope these clips let you see that when it comes to starting your show, when it comes to making the kind of culture of your show, the vibe of your show, it's really up to you. And there's only one way to know if somebody's going to like it. And that's to create it and let somebody who you feel is your target audience that's not named mom listen to it. That's another thing I found in Nashville. On the way home, I was listening to a podcast. I don't want to jinx it, but I found a phenomenal guest that I have to have on this show because I've talked about, you know, get a uh, kind of a, a group of people who will give you feedback. 
oh man, does she have a great story. So I want to bring that to you in the future. Also coming in the future, I'll be talking about boatloads of gear. I'm surrounded by gear right now. I've got the Mike Me, I've got the Tascam US42, and I'll be talking about my new Sound Designs Mix Pre 6, which is probably my favorite piece of gear. It's also easily the most expensive piece of gear I bought, which is why I'm selling a bunch of my old stuff. Also coming up in the future, based on this trip to Nashville, people have asked me about this, and I realize I've never put all my thoughts about this one item into one episode. So coming in the future, I'm going to talk about what I would do to launch a podcast. Because a lot of people are like, what's your launch strategy? And I'm like, all right, let's figure that out. Because I there are some things I'm studying right now that I'm waiting until I'm done with that class to say, okay, this is what I would do. Now I can answer the question now, but I'm like, mm, I want the nice, big, beefy, super deep answer. I want that coming up. So that's coming up in the future as well. Also, if you're a member of the School of Podcasting or if you're a member of my Patreon group, I will have Dr. Colin Gray from the podcast host. He's going to be doing a demo of his it's software as a service tool that allows you to create podcasts online. And this is going to be on the 21st of this month. And it would be 11 Eastern because Colin's on the other side of the planet. This will be recorded. And uh, so, but if you're around and you want to ask him questions early, that will be going on in the future as well. So a lot of things coming up for the School of Podcasting. And as you heard me mention, I also do have a Patreon group. You don't get all the bells and whistles by being in the Patreon group, but you do get a few bells and whistles. And right now we actually do have live one hour of live coaching. And then if you're a member of the School of Podcasting, you get two hours of live coaching along with Colin Gray, as I mentioned. So that's all coming up. If you have any questions about anything, please never hesitate to reach out to me. You can find everything you need out at my website, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed.